Today is the 21st day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It is wonderful to be here with you today as we gather again and take another step forward. Kind of lock arms and take the next step forward together on this journey through the scriptures this year. And we're working our way through the book of Leviticus at this point. And this is the point that lots of people kind of check out. There's a lot of sacrifice. Things are being implemented. A lot of detail. But what we are reading is the formation of a people. And it's these people that lead us through the rest of the Bible. So we're well underway in their story. And let's continue it today. Leviticus chapters 11 and 12. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. Of all the land animals, these are the ones you may use for food. You may eat any animal that has completely split hoofs and chews the cud. You may not, however, eat the following animals that have split hooves or that chew the cud, but not both. The camel chews the cud but does not have split hooves, so it is ceremonially unclean for you. The hyrax chews the cud but does not have split hooves, so it is unclean. The hare chews the cud but does not have split hooves, so it is unclean. The pig has evenly split hooves but does not chew the cud, so it is unclean. You may not eat the meat of these animals or even touch their carcasses. They are ceremonially unclean for you. Of all the marine animals, these are the ones you may use for food. You may eat anything from the water if it has both fins and scales, whether taken from salt water or from streams. But you must never eat animals from the sea or from rivers that do not have both fins and scales. They are detestable to you. This applies both to little creatures that live in shallow water and to all creatures that live in deep water. They will always be detestable to you. You must never eat their meat or even touch their dead bodies. Any marine animal that does not have both fins and scales is detestable to you. These are the birds that are detestable to you. You must never eat them. The griffin vulture, the bearded vulture, the black vulture, the kite, falcons of all kinds, ravens of all kinds, the eagle owl, the short-eared owl, the seagull, hawks of all kinds, the little owl, the cormorant, the great owl, the barn owl, the desert owl, the Egyptian vulture, the stork, herons of all kinds, the hoopoe, and the bat. You must not eat winged insects that walk along the ground. They are detestable to you. You may, however, eat winged insects that walk along the ground and have jointed legs so they can jump. The insects you are permitted to eat include all kinds of locusts, bald locusts, crickets, and grasshoppers. All other winged insects that walk along the ground are detestable to you. The following creatures will make you ceremonially unclean. If any of you touch their carcasses, you will be defiled until evening. If you pick up their carcasses, you must wash your clothes and you will remain defiled until evening. Any animal that has split hooves and are not evenly divided 
or that does not chew the cud is unclean for you. If you touch the carcass of such an animal, you will be defiled. Of the animals that walk on all fours, those that have paws are unclean. If you touch the carcass of such an animal, you will be defiled until evening. If you pick up its carcass, you must wash your clothes and you will remain defiled until evening. These animals are unclean for you. Of the small animals that scurry along the ground, these are unclean for you. The mole rat, the rat, large lizards of all kinds, the gecko, the monitor lizard, the common lizard, the sand lizard, and the chameleon. All these small animals are unclean for you. If any of you touch the dead body of such an animal, you will be defiled until evening. If such an animal dies and falls on something, that object will be unclean. This is true whether the object is made of wood, cloth, leather, or burlap. Whatever its use, you must dip it in water, and it will remain defiled until evening. After that, it will be ceremonially clean and may be used again. If such an animal falls into a clay pot, everything in the pot will be defiled and the pot must be smashed. If the water from such a container spills on any food, the food will be defiled and any beverage in such a container will be defiled. Any object on which the carcass of such an animal falls will be defiled. If it is an oven or hearth, it must be destroyed, for it is defiled, and you must treat it accordingly. However, if the carcass of such an animal falls into a spring or a cistern, the water will still be clean, but anyone who touches the carcass will be defiled. If the carcass falls on seed grain to be planted in the field, the seed will still be considered clean, but if the seed is wet when the carcass falls on it, the seed will be defiled. If any animal you are permitted to eat dies and you touch its carcass, you will be defiled until evening. If you eat any of its meat or carry away its carcass, you must wash your clothes and you will remain defiled until evening. All small animals that scurry along the ground are detestable and you must never eat them. This includes all animals that slither along on their bellies, as well as those with four legs and those with many feet. All such animals that scurry along the ground are detestable and you must never eat them. Do not defile yourselves by touching them. You must not make yourselves ceremonially unclean because of them. For I am the Lord your God. You must consecrate yourselves and be holy because I am holy. So do not defile yourselves with any of these small animals that scurry along the ground. For I, the Lord, am the one who brought you up from the land of Egypt, that I might be your God. Therefore you must be holy, because I am holy. These are the instructions regarding land animals, birds, marine creatures, and animals that scurry along the ground. By these instructions you will know what is clean and unclean, and which animals may be eaten and which may not be eaten. The Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If a woman becomes pregnant and gives birth to a son, she will be ceremonially unclean for seven days, 
just as she is unclean during her menstrual period. On the eighth day, the boy's foreskin must be circumcised. After waiting 33 days, she will be purified from the bleeding of childbirth. During this time of purification, she must not touch anything that is set apart as holy, and she must not enter the sanctuary until her time of purification is over. If a woman gives birth to a daughter, she will be ceremonially unclean for two weeks, just as she is unclean during her menstrual period. After waiting 66 days, she will be purified from the bleeding of childbirth. When the time of purification is completed for either a son or a daughter, the woman must bring a one-year-old lamb for a burnt offering and a young pigeon or turtle dove for a purification offering. She must bring her offerings to the priest at the entrance of the tabernacle. The priest will then present them to the Lord to purify her, and she will be ceremonially clean again after her bleeding at childbirth. These are the instructions for a woman after the birth of a son or a daughter. If a woman cannot afford to bring a lamb, she must bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons. One will be for the burnt offering and the other for the purification offering. The priest will then sacrifice them to purify her, and she will be ceremonially clean. Mark 5.21-43 Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake, where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. Then a leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him. My little daughter is dying, he said. Please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. Jesus went with him, and all the people followed, crowding around him. A woman in the crowd had suffered for twelve years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe, for she thought to herself, If I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped, and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him, so he turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, Look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. While he was still speaking to her, messengers arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. They told him, Your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. But Jesus overheard them and said to Jairus, Don't be afraid. Just have faith. Then Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. 
When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw much commotion and weeping and wailing. He went inside and asked, Why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead. She's only asleep. The crowd laughed at him, but he made them all leave, and he took the girl's father and mother and his three disciples into the room where the girl was lying. Holding her hand, he said to her, Talita, kum, which means little girl, get up. And the girl, who was 12 years old, immediately stood up and walked around. They were overwhelmed and totally amazed. Jesus gave them strict orders not to tell anyone what had happened, and then he told them to give her something to eat. Psalm 38 A Psalm of David asking God to remember him. O Lord, don't rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your rage. Your arrows have struck deep and your blows are crushing me. Because of your anger, my whole body is sick. My health is broken because of my sins. My guilt overwhelms me. It is a burden too heavy to bear. My wounds fester and stink because of my foolish sins. I am bent over and racked with pain. All day long I walk around filled with grief. A raging fever burns within me and my health is broken. I am exhausted and completely crushed. My groans come from an anguished heart. You know what I long for, Lord. You hear my every sigh. My heart beats wildly. My strength fails and I am going blind. My loved ones and friends stay away, fearing my disease. Even my own family stands at a distance. Meanwhile, my enemies lay traps to kill me. Those who wish me harm make plans to ruin me. All day long they plan their treachery. But I am deaf to all their threats. I am silent before them as one who cannot speak. I choose to hear nothing, and I make no reply. For I am waiting for you, O Lord. You must answer for me, O Lord my God. I prayed, don't let my enemies gloat over me or rejoice at my downfall. I am on the verge of collapse, facing constant pain. But I confess my sins. I am deeply sorry for what I have done. I have many aggressive enemies. They hate me without reason. They repay me evil for good and oppose me for pursuing good. Do not abandon me, O Lord. Do not stand at a distance, my God. Come quickly to help me, O Lord, my Savior. Proverbs 10, 8 and 9 The wise are glad to be instructed, but babbling fools fall flat on their faces. People with integrity walk safely, but those who follow crooked paths will be exposed. Okay, so in the book of Leviticus, we are encountering a theme, a 
concept that is being baked into the cake that is becoming this culture. Like it's woven into the fabric. So today we learned of clean and unclean animals. And we learned about the right of like purifying after a baby is born in the context of clean and unclean. And, and we can understand like the logic of like things that can be eaten and humans can consume them and they can be, they're edible. And that there are other things that you just, that don't have any way for a human body to be used by. It's not something that we don't already know. So it's interesting. We can get lost as to why we're reading it in the Bible. But if we look closer, like everything in the Bible, it's what's going on underneath it that is going to be the mirror. So like we might have a different opinion because we're all over the world. Like here around the global campfire, we're all over the world. So we eat all kinds of different things all over the world. Some things that we eat here in the United States where I live may be very strange in another part of the world. I've been all over the world. Things are very normal in different parts of the world that are very strange to me that I wouldn't even that I wouldn't even eat. Right. So we can have a different opinion about what kind of animals or what, what we will or will not eat. But the underlying theme here is the point because clean and unclean still exists and God is weaving this into the culture of the children of Israel because what they eat goes inside of them and sustains their life and so what is sustaining life is it clean or is it unclean and those principles are like they're no less applicable right this minute than they were several thousand years ago because what God is doing here is baking into their culture the outward representation of what is happening inside there are things that we know are clean and there are things that we know are unclean whether that be a behavior, whether that be thoughts, actions, activities, things that we're compelled to. And so we can read Leviticus and it can glaze our eyes over or we can look one layer below the surface and start thinking about how clean we really are. Like how much unclean have we been defiled by? How much contamination are we allowing? So we're thousands of years in the future and we're not thinking about ritual purity and sacrificing of animals. But that doesn't mean we're not supposed to be pure. That we're not supposed to be holy. And so we might think about the unclean things that we put into our bodies but that should lead us to the reality that we need to consider the unclean things that we're putting into our hearts. Things that will defile us. That's what Leviticus is teaching the children of Israel, that everything they do matters and that there's an inward representation to everything that they do outside and that everything should lead them back to their source, which is God. 
So, Father, we invite you into this clean and unclean. You've spelled out different animals and different things in the scriptures for this culture. Um, we're in a different culture now, but these principles apply to us so deeply on so many levels if we'll just allow them. What are we touching that is defiling us and making us unclean? Come, Holy Spirit, lead us into those places. Help us to have that discussion with you today. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com That's home base. It's the website. It's where you find out what's happening around here. The Daily Audio Bible app does that and a lot more. And that can be found in the app store that works with your device. So check that out. Check out the different sections like the Daily Audio Bible shop. There are resources that are available there for the journey that we are on, including these brand new uh, established hats that we have for this quarter only while supplies last. Those are in the shop. Lots of other things are in the shop as well. So check it out. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you humbly. Thank you humbly for your partnership. We couldn't be here if we weren't in this together. And so thank you. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the give button in the upper right hand corner. Where the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee. 37174 and as always if you have a prayer request or encouragement you can hit the hotline button in the app that's the little red button up at the top or you can dial 877-942-4253 and that's it for today I'm Brian I love you and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow Hey, Deb family, this is Beloved in Texas, and you haven't heard from me in quite a while. Um, it's been a really rough beginning of 2024. Um, we've had some some setbacks. Uh, our second slab leak in the three years that we've owned this house. And I've been wanting new floors in this house for, well, since we bought it. And... God is using that slab leak along with a couple other things to help get new floors in our house. And I just wanted to quickly pray. Um, my mental health is not is not the best right now, and I'm not listening to Dab like I should be. I've not really fallen away, but it just seems like life is coming so hard and fast, and then my mental health not excuse me, not being in a good place just makes it, uh, feels like you're stuck in a whirlwind. Um, but I'm seeing God come through for our family. So I just want to pray for especially the mothers who feel like they can't get their feet under them, who can't get on top of anything. Um, but if this applies to you, take it. Father, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus, and I ask that you continue to show me, continue to allow our eyes to be opened 
to the ways that you are working for our good, in the ways that if it is not good, it is not done. Father, I just ask for peace in that waiting period. I just ask for supernatural rest so that we can rest in your arms and do what it is that we need to do, do what it is that we can do on this side and peacefully and hopefully allow you to take care of the rest. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning to all of the dabbers around the world. My name is Ginger. I'm from Connecticut. And I come today asking for prayer. Uh, I have a great niece who's 11 years old that went missing from school yesterday and has not been found as of yet. And I'm praying that God's hand, as I always know, be upon her, protect her, help her in whatever the situation she might be in right now, release her back to the family. And Father God, I pray for her parents, my sister, her grandmother, and all of our family. It goes without saying that I come from a large family of 21 children, and I'm number 20. And from that 21 children, there are seven of us living. And at this point in my time of life, there's so much that's taken place that I cannot even begin to understand it all, but I know that God has a plan. And His plan is always to help and give us hope in the future. So I want to ask a special prayer as well for a nephew who's battling prostate cancer. And he has tried every um, situation in terms of chemotherapy. Now he's on radiation. And so I'm, I'm lifting up my nephew. And I want to lift up my entire family all around the world. Fill me, my father, with spirit and light and guard my subconscious while I'm sleeping at night. Let not the wicked one breach my defense. Be my protector, Father, put up a fence. Let not his arrows or poison get through. Help me stay focused, Father, solely on you. Lies and deception try to enter my heart. Scenes from the past trying to keep us apart. Selective amnesia, pleasure without pain. The helmet of salvation covers my brain. Filtering my thoughts through the blood of your son, submissively resisting Satan must run. Lust and dark passions, Father, keep them away. I'm girded with truth and your will I'll obey. The sword of your spirit I'll keep in my hands. Please teach me how to wield it while I'm taking my stance. The breastplate of righteousness safeguards my heart. Bring to fruition the good things I start. No more will my feet run to badness every day. They'll deliver good news every step of the way. So fill me, my Father, with spirit and light and guard my subconscious while I'm sleeping at night. BlindTony1016 at gmail.com I'd like to give a shout-out to Alfio and Victoria Soldier. Know that you're often in, both in my thoughts and regularly in my prayers. Keep the faith. 
And once again, Brian and the Harden family, thank you for this wonderful podcast for God's Holy Spirit to flow. Keep it flowing, y'all. All right, bye-bye. Hello, I wanted to call in for a caller that said she struggled with intrusive thoughts and that she grew up in foster care and she wanted prayer to be a good mother and a godly mother to her son as she didn't have a good example to follow. Sister, I want to pray Psalms 19, 12 through 14 um, over you as well as John 1, uh, 1 John 1, 9 and Psalms 23, 3. Father, I thank you for your promise in 1 John 1, 9 that says, If we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you that when we confess, you promise to cleanse us. And I pray that you will keep my sister from willful sins and don't let these intrusive thoughts rule over her. May the words of her mouth and the meditation of her heart be acceptable to you, Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Father, thank you for your promise to restore her soul. I stand in agreement with my sister as we hold on to your promises to do your good work in her. In Jesus' name, amen. Sister, I also wanted to say, um, regardless if whether you were in foster care or not. A lot of us grew up with dysfunctional and not good examples, um, as we find in the Bible too. And so throughout the Bible, um, we see lots of examples of how people didn't grow up with good examples, but they had the word of God and they, they claimed the word of God and cried out to him and he met them and led them. And he will do the same for you, sister. Thank you. Bye.